Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh, my God. Times have changed. There are no rules. You're going to love it. Hello, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week, we're here to discuss the biggest new shows on Binge, along with our dinner party recommendations. My name is John Bowen, here with Ali Herbert Burns, and together we look after all the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, great to see you. We've had a couple weeks off, but we're back. We've got plenty to talk about. We went to the big TV markets, and yeah, with the, the travel and a few things in between, we are back and ready there's so much to talk about yes we are back in australian eastern daylight time Mm. we're we're over our jet lag and we're back watching tv like always so this week we're talking about two brand new dramas we've got boiling point which is a new drama from the bbc set in a busy london restaurant and then we have unwanted which yeah super compelling which is set on the high sea somewhere off the coast of Italy. Africa? Yeah, in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Cool. Well, should we head to the kitchen first for boiling point? I need you to remember what we're doing here, what we've started. New boy, you keep your ears open. Anyone needs anything, you get in there, yeah? Yes, sir. Right, check on table eight, one scout, two cod, one pork. Right, yeah. Keep pushing forward and let's do what we do. Based on the film of the same name, the new BBC drama Boiling Point follows the rising tensions and clashing personalities within the staff of a fine dining restaurant in London. Ali, the opening for this is quite dramatic. It's one sort of long take where you're just brought into the kitchen and everything that's happening and you sort of quickly meet the staff and the flames and the orders and the waiters and, yeah, you're really like thrown into this world, aren't you? If you guys have ever watched Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, it puts you right in the action. You feel the pressure of the past and that whole cooking experience, don't you? Like I was really like, well, this is a really hard job. I had no idea how hard it was. And I came away thinking I could not work in a kitchen at that level. No, same, same. Don't you reckon? It was so stressful. I always thought being a barista or making sandwiches would be super stressful because everyone knows how they want their sandwich made and they're standing there watching you make a sandwich and you can't remember all the ingredients. And I just think that would be really stressful. And this was like on another level because – there was so much that was going wrong and could go wrong. It's stressful in almost like a cathartic way. The closest I've worked to a kitchen is like a McDonald's, so I don't have this like fine dining level of experience. Yeah, there's something really compelling about it. The Guardian, who gave this a rave review, I pulled out a quote from them because I just thought it summed it up really well. They called it a brilliant script, a phenomenal cast, and some absolutely beautiful filming. This hugely stressful series is one of the best (laughs) things on television this year. And I feel like calling something stressful isn't like the best way to sell it, but there is something about just being in this world that like does take you, like it takes a certain mindset to watch it. So I think you just need to know that going into it. Actually, that's a really good point. Remember when we loved This Is Going To Hurt, which Mm. puts you into the NHS and into a British labour ward effectively. You felt like you had spent a day on the ward when you'd watch an episode. Like it was really immersive. This is it for cooking, isn't it? And Yeah. um, Yeah, great characters. And I, I think they're right with that review in terms of the writing here is very, very, very strong. 
Yeah. And like we said, this is based on a film which came out in 2019, which some people may have seen. It's like a loose spin-off of it. So if you've seen the film, great. If you've not seen the film, like I hadn't seen the film going into this, also not a problem. So either way, you can absolutely enjoy it. The thing that the film is known for is that the entire 90-minute film was done in a single take. Um, which is very impressive. That's um, super impressive. The opening of the first episode is also this kind of like extended take where you're really immersively brought into the kitchen. So it's like clearly a bit of a, a bit of a nod to the film. But yeah, if you've heard the word boiling point or you're like, oh, this sounds familiar. Yeah, it is from a, t- a 2019 film. The other comparison that critics and people have made is to The Bear, which is obviously, a, you know, that acclaimed American series also based in a kitchen. I think people also call the bear a bit stressful and a bit immersive so i think if you like the bear you'd probably be really into this as well but and yeah I, th- I think you have to raise the bear because if you didn't know that boiling point was based on a 2019 film and had been is so famous for how it shot the like you said the big long scenes and you really immerse yourself in the kitchen you'd think is this just been made you know to follow there but it wasn't it kind of ex- pre-existed it didn't it and yeah yeah it has lots going for it in its own right i think it also just points to like how compelling an environment the kitchen is. It's both relatively low stakes in that really you're just making dinner for people, but it's also incredibly high stakes because anything can happen. You don't know how many people are going to walk in the door. You don't know who's going to sit down. You don't know what fire or what, yeah. like you're going to put the like chocolate sauce with the steak. And yeah, like it's, yeah. it is a great But also late nights, like why I was thinking, and this is set in London, I think, but, um, yeah. but you finish late most restaurants are like in the middle of the city if you can't live nearby you're getting home late and in the dark and or you're heading out after work yeah they were all kicking on weren't they so it's this kind of like probably quite unhealthy lifestyle where you're in a little kind of hospitality bubble what's your sleep pattern like often they were going out for drinks afterwards to wind down so there's like a there's quite a reoccurring thing about pressures of family life or your personal life fitting around the kind of intensity of, of the workplace so yeah, I really liked those elements of it as well. I don't know how to make hollandaise sauce, so I would have been stuffed in that scene as well. Yeah, I would have absolutely been Googling everything. There's this, the character that he sort kind of, of blagged his way on his CV. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's it's fantastic. So it's just a four-parter. New episodes of Boiling Point are released weekly on Binge each Tuesday. And if you do want just a stressful binge, the whole series will be available <laughs> from November 21st. But, you know, watch watch however you want to. They need to taste your food. A lot of important people are going to be in that room. Which is why we need to get it right. Go out there and smash it, all right? Yes, Yes, When a luxury cruise liner travelling the Mediterranean rescues 28 shipwrecked refugees, the clash of two very different worlds takes a dramatic turn when the captain is ordered to return them to Libya. The brand new drama, Unwanted, features an international cast and uses the floating microcosm of a cruise ship as its compelling backdrop. Ich habe nicht glauben können, was da passierte. Unter meinem Kommando, meinem ersten. Ich hätte mich weigern sollen, nicht mitmachen. This is such a strong premise. You're 30 seconds into watching this and you like know where it's going and it's just so compelling. So I think often the test with a show is not of how long it stays with you or if you're wondering about it. And I've watched the first episode of this. How many episodes are there going to be? Eight. Eight. Whoa, that many. Okay. I'm one in and I've just been thinking about it 
so much for the last couple of days waiting for the next one in terms of the characters, how quickly they built up some of the stories of these different characters and the refugees. And also I'm loving that it's on a cruise ship because people tend to either love cruises or hate cruises or this fear of getting stuck. I just found the location like super compelling. And like you said, it is representing almost sailing on the seas, all the things that Western countries have and the glamour and the balls and the And the privilege and the privilege, isn't it? And the and the lights. It's like a floating palace and it's just a perfect place actually, as you said, to do like a juxtaposition between the haves and the haves not. Just also with everything that's going on in the world right now. It's it's very intelligent, thought provoking television around refugees. Yeah. And I think it can be really difficult to wrap your head around such a big topic like immigration or, or refugees because it is so sort of big and overwhelming. And I think what this show does so well is like it puts it in this very tight, small environment where you have to experience it all very quickly. So these 28 refugees get rescued by this cruise liner. On its way to Italy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like it's still a few days away from Italy, so it's not like it's like the next day they're kind of getting off board. They have to keep them in one wing of the cruise line because there's a big buffet happening upstairs and they don't want to upset the guests. And then it's like, how are they being treated and where are they going to get dropped off? Did you ever see the ABC show Stateless? Yes, yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett. It reminded me of that as well. Fazzle Bazzle, yeah. It really reminded me of that in terms of how you follow the stories of the people that were how they found themselves in the in that detention center, camp, prison, awful thing. The reaction to the people on board the ship is also really interesting because obviously there's the doctors on board who can't even process how poorly these people are being treated, obviously, back home. And then there's the staff on board who are like, who are these people? And there's the guests on board who are like throwing around racial slurs describing them. Like the, the ship is just this perfect microcosm of the way a whole society reacts to something like a refugee problem. I also thought it was really interesting. It's loosely based on a non-fiction book by an investigative journalist. The book is called Bilal. And the book is about the many sort of different routes that migrants take from Africa to Europe. Mm. And they've obviously just pulled out this extreme example to turn it into this narrative. But I thought it was really interesting that it is, even though it's a this is a fictional story. Um, it, it is based on sort of an investigative journalist's work into looking at the sort of African migration into Europe. So it's a Sky UK and Sky Italia kind of co-production, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, got a it's got- kind of Italian lens on it. Yeah, so I think that like the cruise line is sort of Italian and obviously a cruise ship is naturally very multicultural with the people that work there and the people that are traveling. And yeah, they're heading back to Italy. And I, like, again, I've only seen the first episode, so this isn't a spoiler, but what looks like is going to happen is they think they're going to Italy. The refugees are obviously thrilled that they're getting into Europe. And it sounds like the captain is going to sort of be forced to take them back to Libya. There are some shows that just have such like strong, compelling premises, and this is absolutely one of them. Yeah. So new episodes of Unwanted are released each Saturday with double eps. So you get a little double ep binge every week, or you can wait for the full season to be available from November 25th. John, the dinner party recommendations we normally give each other on this podcast are the kind of shows you talk about at dinner with your friends or, you know, when you go out with people and often around the table they start talking about a show and you're like, oh, remind me of that show. 
We haven't caught up for a few weeks, so there's probably quite a few to choose from. Have you got a a favorite must-watch or hidden gem on binge that we need to know about? Well, I'm going to be controversial, and I'm going to not recommend a show or a movie. In that you're going to recommend something not to watch (laughs) that you didn't like or a different type of genre? (laughs) So for people who don't know, binge has live channels on it and we know people oh this is like a technicality yes (laughs) and we know that people sometimes when they're not in the mood to like actually decide what to watch they just love to have a bit of it's called channel channel surfing it's like it's it's from the 80s (laughs) from the 80s kids (laughs) and we've recently added some new channels and very timely we've recently added some news channels to binge so cnn msnbc and bloomberg and for a news junkie like me the ease of accessibility of being able to throw on CNN or MSNBC when I see something's happening in the world has been great. And it's now built right into Binge for you. Unfortunately, there is a lot of news happening in the world these days. And, you know, CNN and MSNBC and Bloomberg is some of the the best news people in the world. Because you are a bit of a news nerd. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us, obviously, they're all different channels. What's the differences between them? So Bloomberg is absolutely like finance, finance, business, tech, stocks. That's your channel for that. You can turn it on all day if you're a stockbroker and it's just yeah, got, like the just, tickers going on and blah, something's going on. Pe- going people on. talking about, you know, quarterly results and things, which personally I love. And then we've got MSNBC, which is best known for US politics. Obviously, the US elections are ramping up. So, so owned by NBC and Comcast NBC, and the big yeah. American. Yep. Okay. And very, very politics focused. So, yeah, if get your election fix, go to MSNBC and then CNN you know, one of the best-known brands in the world. I think it's the most, you know, I think their tagline is something like the most trusted name in news or something like that. So while they are a bit also US politics focused, when it comes to breaking news, when it comes to global news, I don't think anyone has like more journalists and bureaus around the world. So unfortunately, in a world where we are looking at various wars happening, you know, CNN is kind of your your go-to for breaking news and that big global news brand. So if you want your politics or your business or your news, um, we kind of got, we got you covered. And John, if you are on binge, where have you put them? On the front page, scroll down a couple of carousels and you'll see live channels and you can duck into the news or you can you know, watch some comedy or some crime or whatever you like. We find people start watching something on the channel and then go off. It reminds them that they like something and then they go off and watch the VOD. And yeah, I, I, I happened to me the other day. I threw on the classics channel and this movie had just started. And I was like, what is this movie? And then, yeah, then I ended up watching it on, on demand on binge later. So, yeah, it's also a little bit of great discovery. And if you just want something on the, on in the background, yeah, go check yeah, that out. Yeah, if you can't be bothered to like... Yeah, look around for a while to choose something. Just put it on while you discover yeah. what you want. Yeah, cool. Well, there's so much has been happening since we last spoke. I'm going to talk about something that we bought a few years ago and had on Binge not long after Binge launched, and it's the Friends reunion. And the reason I want to obviously talk about it is we've lost Matthew Perry in the last week, which is really sad for those that love Friends and, and were fans of his work. And Friends Reunion was something that was kind of put together in America, like I said, a couple of years ago, and it was the first time they'd got everyone back together in 20 years. And 
there are some super cool moments. So if you're a fan of Friends and you're feeling a bit sad about the news, I really recommend you watch it because you see the way they are with each other and how close they are and how kind of complicated or entwined their friendships are. Like, you know, there's layers to it and, you know, the shared experience. But also there's a closeness between them, but I don't know how often they see each other. There was also like genuine joy when they were catching up, which was amazing. And it felt just really intimate as you kind of followed their memories on the show. And so there were some really beautiful moments with Matthew and all of them, but I went and put it on the night he died, you know, sat back and watched it for a few hours and it was like a, yeah, a comfort, a hug. And lots of people have been watching that again in the last week, unfortunately, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. And if you're a fan, they go back and have some of the best parts of the show as well. And you find out a little bit more about the story or some things that I hadn't, hadn't known before. So along with every episode of Friends, which has been highly viewed in the last few weeks, John, isn't it? It's been it was yeah. very sad to put put that up knowing that he died. Yeah. And like, you know, in a way, we're really lucky that they made this reunion when they did because, yeah, obviously they're not all going to be together again. And it is really beautiful to see how how close they all were and how much the show meant to them. So, yeah, it's, it's great that we do have the reunion. The other thing that's happened while we've been away is we've added Ultra HD 4K to Binge. 4K, so- baby. Live channels in 4K. There's a yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I if watched... you want to check out Mario Brothers in beautiful 4K. I was about or... to say, I watched it in 4K last night. John and... or John Wick or yeah. Game of Thrones or yeah. People are people are loving 4K. So yeah. Yeah, and at no extra cost. So it's built into yeah, if you've got the standard binge or premium binge, it's now included in your tier. Yeah, and if you're looking for what's in 4K, we've got some carousels all set up for you so you can uh, dive in and enjoy that uh, ultra-crisp 4K. And more stuff adding all the time. This week on Skip Intro, we talked about Boiling Point, we talked about Unwanted. I recommended that you check out the live channels, including the addition of the news channels with CNN and MSNBC and Bloomberg. And Ali recommended that you check out the Friends Reunion, along with all of our great new 4K content. All of this is streaming for you right now on Binge, which of course you can find on your favourite device. I'm John Bohm, joined every week by Ali Hobbit Burns. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chris Yates. And we'll be back next episode with more Skip Intro.